Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Thank you, Lord. I just want to thank you, Lord, for the things you've done for me, all the times you brought me out. I just want to thank you, Lord. Been so good to me. I just want to thank you, Jesus. I just want to thank you, Thank you, Lord. 
about something that doesn't move God, or we're not zealous about a thing that, that, that does move God. We want to line our feelings up with his feelings, and this is how we can uh, rest in our destiny. You know, this is how we can have peace in the midst of the storm. This is how we can have a joy uh, of the Lord, which is our strength. Part of what that means when you're talking about the joy of the Lord being our strength, basically what you're talking about is you're talking about trusting in things as God knows things. God already knows that everything for you and I, child of God, is going to work together for our good. He already knows that. So God is not God not up there anxious. He's not up there worried. He's not up there nervous, sweating all up on his arms, knees shaking, because God be saying, I know how it's going to turn out for you. And God said, now, look, I done already told you that that is going to work together for your good. Oh, Lord, we need some money. God said, look, that is going to work together for your good. Oh, Lord, I done got cancer in my body. God said, look, I done told you that is going to work together for your good. Oh, Lord, I, that is going to work together for your good, as long as you love the Lord and have been called according to his purpose. So when we talk about letting go of some things and letting go of the, you know, we looked at offenses, we looked at capital B, wrong feelings, First Samuel 16 and 1, Colossians 3 and 2, 
We all anxious about stuff that God not even worried about. We all nervous about stuff that God is not even tripping on. God be like, look, man, settle down. Disciples, y'all all out here hollering out and crying out, you know, because I came walking out on water. God said, you, you, you do believe that I'm God, right? And if you do, that means I can do anything I want to do, anytime I want. God, yeah, I hear the Lord say, Robert, I could have came walking out on the air. If walking on the water tripped him out, what do you think walking? God said, that's why a lot of stuff I don't do, because y'all will be tripped out. If walking on the water freaked my disciples out, what if I would have came walking on the air? Or just appeared. God said, Robert, I could have just appeared. I could have just, they could have just seen me on shore, and the next time I appeared. I did that one time. After I risen from the dead, they were locked behind closed doors. I just appeared. Shook them all up. God said, a whole lot of stuff I don't do to you because it'll shake you up. God be showing stuff and revealing stuff to people that can handle stuff. He be showing stuff and revealing stuff to people that can handle stuff. So, Lord, help us to be able to handle more that you may, what? Show us more. Wrong feelings get you in trouble. First Samuel 16, 1, Colossians 3 and 2. It brought us on down to wrong friends. Now, we know the wrong friends can get you in trouble. We looked earlier today at Proverbs 12 and 26. How did the righteous man does what? Chooses his friends cautiously or, or, or carefully. And uh brings us on down. We want to take a look at Luke chapter 15. And we're going to focus in on verse 16. Luke chapter 15, verse 16. From a very familiar Passage of scripture, the prodigal of the, the story of the prodigal son or the lost son. From the New International Version, the scripture says that he or the son that was temporarily lost longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating. But look at this last little bit. But no one gave him anything. We're talking about the wrong friends. The wrong friends. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you this evening, Father, for almost the completion of another day. We see the shadows lengthening, letting us to know that the day is winding down, but we don't want to let the day go out, Father, and I thank you once again for graciously allowing us to see another day. There are some who went to sleep last night that never got a chance to see this day. There are some who will go to sleep tonight and will not see the next day. But, Father, you have allowed us one more time. You have given us food to eat. You've given us water to drink. You have given us clothes to wear, cars to drive, homes to live in. Father, we don't take these things for granted, and we know that things could be a lot of a lot of other different ways. You know, we don't have everything that we would like in this life, but we know that we're not doing everything you'd like for us to do in this life. 
help us, Father, to to do more of that which is pleasing to you, um, that you may gain even more glory out of our lives. Father, we ask that you'll speak to us this evening from these ancient scriptures. Show us more about the wrong kinds of friends that we may separate ourselves from any person, place, or thing that you have not uh, are not pleased with in our life. And Father, as you do these things for us, we will give your name, which is above all other names, glory, honor, and praise. This is our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. The prodigal son. Again, we've talked about so many times. Who was a real prodigal son? This son that went out, spent up all the stuff, squandered his wealth and wild living, but he came to his senses, came back home, and found his brother, was still crazy, who was still missing out on what the father was trying to teach and what the father was trying to to say. That that brother that stayed home, he still, even though he was home, he missed that thing. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? Staying in the house is not a guarantee that you understand what the house is all about. Staying in the church, what, is not a guarantee that you understand what the church is all about. Staying in the marriage is not a guarantee that you understand what marriage is all about. Father, help us to understand what things are about. We don't want to be in the house and be lost in the house. This young man squandered his wealth, the Bible says, in wild living. Now, understand that wild living, we don't know whether it was prostitutes. The other brother said it was prostitutes, but how he know? We don't know whether it was uh, drinking a wine, smoking a crack. We don't know exactly what the wild living. See, see watch this now. You can, you can spend too much money on comic books and it be wild living. One of the things he's saying, wild living is not more knowing God. Wild living is symbolic of any unrestrained appetite. Man, you can be eating too much, and it be wild living. You can be buying too many shoes. One character, somebody said a character had about three, four, five hundred pairs of shoes. Wild living is any any appetite that is un restrained, eating too much, drinking too much, sexing too much, partying too much. Most of us think wild living is wine, women, and song. But God said, Robert, there's a whole lot of things that you can do too wild. There's a whole lot of things you can do too much of. So exactly what this young man's wild living was, unless we get a revelation from God, we can only assume or speculate. But what we do know was that it was some appetite. And see, that's normally a lot of times why children will leave God-fearing homes, because there's some appetite that they want to get into, that they, they have problem getting into that at home. Well, well, there might be wine. Daddy won't let us drink. I'm going to go on. 
Might be women that won't let me have no good, let my girlfriend spend the night, so I'm going. Or it might be songs that won't let me play my rap music as loud as I want to. I want the house to be jumping, bumping. Up. <laughs> so it's some appetite. And understand that the adversary will use that appetite, that lust for whatever that thing is, to bait you out. The adversary is not trying to lead you into uh, uh, righteousness. He's trying to lead you out of righteousness, and he will use that evil desire that you have and put that a piece of that on the hook. What do we do with fish? You, you, any good fisherman know you don't catch trout with the, with the same thing that you catch a shark with. Any good fisherman knows that you got that certain bait for a certain fish. What adversary? He knows the bait for me. He knows the bait for you. Whatever that evil desire is, the adversary said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put a piece of that, a big, big dripping piece of that on the hook. Now, understand, and we talked about this sometime before, that, that when we put a cheese in a mousetrap, it's not because we're interested in feeding the mice. We're not trying to make sure that the mice is strong and healthy and he's getting the proper nutrients. We're trying to bust his head wide open. And that's what the adversary be doing with, with, with the, whatever he puts on a hook for you and I. The fisherman is not trying. He's not putting that piece of bait on the hook so that he can feed the fish. He's putting that bait on the hook so that he can catch the fish and kill him, or at least catch him. And that's why the adversary puts that stuff out there. You know, adversary know he got certain things that he's been using on humanity for thousands and thousands of years. Certain things he know that most men like. Certain things he know that most women like. You talk all you want to. It's something that you like now. Adversary's thing is what you like. What you like. And that's what he wants to present you and I with. And once he gets us involved in what we like to the excess, there's our wild living. Hmm? Oh, man, some of us just like the, the green velvet on the pool table. Baby, we just like, hey, yes, sir. Some of us like the way them dice just tickle, tickle, tickle in my hands, click, click, and roll up. Some of us just like the fine taste of a freshly rolled cigar. And the, 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 oh, man, some of us just like the feel of a beautiful woman. Uh -huh. Some of us, man, we just like the way that wine, that, that wine, man, that bouquet, it's a rich bouquet that just rolled down. This life is filled up with all kind of good things that God says it's all right if it's used properly and if it's, if it's used the way I told you to. But the minute that the adversary can entice you into using it in a way that I have not told you is now called sin. The fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was all good for plucking. It was all good for looking at. It was all good for rubbing on. But the minute, the second, the millisecond that Adam ate of it, now you got over into the adversary's territory because now you're using it.
for a purpose in which God never intended. So when we get into wild living, we squander our resources. That which God gave you for another time in your life, you have now used it for an improper time. This, this inheritance that this young man was supposed to use when his father passed away to make sure that he was able to, to carry on and to continue in it, but now he is using it with the wrong kinds of people. See, when you start using your inheritance in the wrong way, the adversary will make sure that you use it with the wrong people. Bible says the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and he squandered his wealth in wild living. He squandered it. He squandered it. He threw it away, hooked up with the wrong people. He threw it away on people that he shouldn't have been using it on. Mm -hmm. He threw it away on people that he shouldn't have been using it on. He threw it away in a place that he shouldn't have been using it in. Why in the world are you spending all this money to go way up there? That same money that you're spending to go way up there could have been a blessing in your father's house, where you ended up when everything fell apart anyway. He spent it on, on people he had no business spending it on. That money that he was spending on, throwing away with them jokers in that distant land, he could have used that to maybe buy some more sheep for his father's, for his father's uh, 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 farm. He might could have used that, that same money to put, make a bigger fence pen. Instead, he's in a place, he's spending up the money in a place he got no business being. He's spending up the money with people that he got no business being in, and he's spending up the money with things he got no business being involved in. And that's squandering it. Anytime you're using your wealth with people, places, and things that you got no business using, you're squandering it. It's wild living to God. Oh, you think you're just having a good time. God says wild living. Because God said, look, that's not why I blessed you with that. I didn't bless you with that job. I didn't bless you with that promotion. I didn't bless you with that raise for what you're using it on. It's wild living. God says it's just a matter of time before that's going to get cut out. The Bible says after he had spent everything. Uh-oh. Here we go now. He had spent everything. Oh, no, daddy, what daddy talking about won't important until he had spent everything. Oh, man, what Pastor and I'm talking about ain't important until you have spent everything. There are some lessons that you're not going to learn until you have spent everything. The Bible says there was a severe famine. God said, I'm going to wait till you spend everything, then I'm going to let the famine come. See, remember, famine came in Joseph's day. But because Joseph hadn't spent everything, uh-oh, huh? Well, the famine wasn't even of that much of a consequence. Famine really hits home when you have spent everything. 
That's when famine, that's when famine, that's when you see famine can come, but if you got some stuff tucked away, you know, if you got some food tucked away, you got some water tucked away, you got, you know, you got you some stuff tucked away, famine may come, you're not going to really feel the effects of it. Famine really, the message of famine really gets driven home when you done spent up everything, and now the famine comes. Guys, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to wait till you spent up everything. Then I'm going to let the famine come. So you're going to feel this thing double. You're going to feel it double. You're going to feel this like a double-edged sword. So famine, famine is not so much the problem as it is you don't spend everything. Because, again, famine can come, but if you like Joseph, you have put something aside in the days of plenty. See, plenty don't mean you got to live like it's plenty. Just because you make $100,000 a year, that don't mean you need to spend $100,000 a year. There was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. Now, this, this here, see, this is good. This is good for a whole lot of jokers to be in need. See, that's when you can a lot of times find out who your real friends are. That's when you can really find out who care about you. Oh, man, as long as the money's flowing, man, you can't hardly tell who is who. You can't tell rip from rap. You can't tell dip from dap. Because the money is flowing, and the rich have many friends. Well, the Bible says the poor are shunned by even their own relatives. Let everything be gone. Now, who can I get a sandwich from? Who can I get a drink of water from? Bible says no one gave this young man anything. Are you ain't all the same ones that when the money was flowing, y'all was all up in my face with your hands out? Now I can't even get a drink of water? I can't even get a pot that I'm feeding the pigs with. Mm. We about done. Some of y'all looking at me real, real straight like. Mm-hmm. It's just good. It was good. This was good for this young man. He learned, he learned some valuable lessons. So let me get this straight, Lord. If now that everything is spent up, that I done spent on these jokers, and now I can't get nothing back from them jokers, maybe them were the wrong jokers for me to be investing in in the first place. Maybe my daddy, maybe the ones who love me, maybe the ones who came to my rescue when I didn't have much and when I didn't have nothing, maybe that's where I should have been investing all the time. Bible said this young man had to come to his senses because it's crazy to invest in people that have no interest in you. It's crazy to invest in people that care nothing about you. Stupid. It's insane. It's mad. Fruitless. It's vain. Bible says, do good unto all men, but especially of those of the household of faith. Because most of the time, 
It's those who are really in the household of faith when you ain't got nothing, when you don't spin up everything, you don't squander your wealth, you don't throw it all away, you don't blow it up. It's normally it's them that's. I'm talking about real folk in the household of faith. Now I ain't talking about I ain't talking about folk playing church. They'll be the ones see, that you have to come to. Jesus said. The Bible said, do good unto all men. We're going to do good now because doing good is, is what we're supposed to do, but especially of them that's of the household of faith. Now, if I want to have me some major investments, I'm going to majorly invest in the household of faith. If I got to majorly invest, no, I don't need Xerox stock. I don't need uh, uh, another, another uh, uh, ounce of plutonium. I don't need uh, some bullion, gold bullion. If I'm going to do me some serious investing, let me invest in the kingdom of God. We're about done, children of God. But some of y'all is looking at me too straight for me to continue with this message. I can feel the eyes on me. I ain't even looking at y'all, and I can feel the eyes on me. It's like they're burning my skin, burning my skin. <laughs> Come on, say, let's finish that. But on a very serious note, you know, this young man had to, had to find this out. The Bible says he went out, hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his field to feed pigs. Now, this is very interesting, and God is dealing with me on this right here, because at this point in this young man's life, the pride ain't, ain't got out of him yet. See, see, that's why some of you all got to go through. Some of us got to go through. Because so, God said, I got to get the pride out of you. When, when he spent up everything, he should have made a beeline. What? Black daddy. What kind of foolishness is this? What I done got myself into? But he's still trying to. I'm hearing the Lord say, I still feel resistance in you, Lord. <laughs> I still some pride. I'm going to prove to Daddy that I can make it on my own. Look, if you can make it so much on your own, then you shouldn't be existing. You crazy? You need a Daddy to even come into this life. What you going to prove to your Daddy, that you can make it without him? You wouldn't even be here without him. I'm gonna prove. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show Daddy and brother. I'm gonna show them that I can make it. He went, hired himself out. A citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating. Here's the thing, children of God. Watch this now. Watch this now. Watch this now. Because back at the ranch, back at daddy's house, one of the things <laughs> that was eating good, one of the things that they ain't, they, ain't back at the, they ain't back at the ranch. You know how they would do them old westerns. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, back at home, they eating good. Chicken, you know, goat, fatty lamb, all kinds of things. You don't believe that when that boy went home, that when that father broke out that fatty calf, that that was the only, only calf he had there. They had been eating some calf before. You say, Apostle, what's the point? The point is this. When pride start operating in your life, you'll be longing for things that will be trash to others. When, pride, when you get yourself deceived by pride, 
But that's all it was, bride. He was long, he was longing for that where that was seen like a, even working with pigs was was a was a, a horrible, horrible profession. But that pride, he wanted to prove something. See. Let me tell you something. You can't prove anything to God. Let me let me let me let's get let's get that straightened out, children. You can we can't prove anything to God. Because God already knows. God already know what your breaking point is. God already know what you can do, what you can't do. God already know that if you take his spirit, you're finished. You, what, God, God what, are you, what are we going to prove to God? The best we can do is go ahead and let God use us. Go on and, and, and yield him our members. Let God do what he wants to do with us. Let God say what he wants to say through us. Let God take us where he wants to come on. You know, oh, we ain't going to do what we ain't going to do. God said, really? He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating. So here this young man is with great, great longing. But the Bible says, but no one gave him anything. Now, you got you to hear that in context because that doesn't mean no one. Because meanwhile, back at the ranch, when he got himself back where he was supposed to be, somebody gave him something. Somebody gave him plenty. You say, Apostle, what does that mean to me? When you get yourself back where you're supposed to, there's plenty that will be given to you. There's plenty of promotions that will be given to you, plenty of job, plenty of opportunity when you get where you're supposed to be. The reason why nobody's giving you anything is because you don't surround yourself with the wrong friends. Look how the Holy Ghost done. took us all around and around, around and brought us right back home. The, the ones that weren't giving him anything were the ones he had no business being with in the first place.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.